Hello, you're about to hear Good Morning Seminole, our monthly signature event. Please enjoy. So, uh, my name is Alan Bird. I am Alan Bird and Associates, one of the sponsors of the event. We, uh, I work to help bring in some of the programming here, but one of my, my background was, for those of you who don't know, I spent uh, 15 some odd years at the Orlando Business Journal as a reporter, as their director of marketing, as other aspects. It's where I cut my teeth and learned an awful lot, had a lot of great editors that tried to get me to write better. I don't know if they succeeded, um, They, you know. So anyways, but we've got a great program for you today. We've got a, a very special guest. Sean McCrory is the new editor of the Orlando Business Journal. He uh, comes here from the Dallas area. Um, and we're just going to go ahead and get started with this. I'm not going to do a long bio. He can probably, probably weave in some of that as we go through. Um, but let's start out with just a bit of background. What brought you to Orlando other than the great publication of the Orlando Business Journal? Well, thank you, Alan, and thank you to the uh, Seminole Chamber for uh, inviting me. Um, what brought me here, um, I have a uh, journalism or career in uh, newspapers primarily for the past 30-plus years, and uh, the opportunity to come to a publication like the Orlando Business Journal was something I couldn't pass up. Uh, you know, I came, as uh, Alan mentioned, from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but this is a return home. Uh, the majority of my life and career has been in Florida. I'm a... Uh, University of Florida graduate, worked at the Gainesville Sun there, thank you, go Gators. Uh, <laughs> worked at the Gainesville Sun for 15 plus years, worked at the Florida Times Union. Uh, I'm a graduate of uh, Orange Park High School uh, near uh, Jacksonville. This was an opportunity to one, come home, but it was an opportunity to come to a publication that I greatly admire. When I was, you know, I've had a, a crazy career that has taken me to Texas many times, to Louisiana, the wild card up to New York. Uh, but before I went to New York, I'd actually uh, first was introduced to the uh, American City Business Journals and talking with the Jacksonville Business Journal before I took the uh, job in New York. And this was an opportunity to come to a publication I greatly admire, uh, one to move, you know, take that career out of uh, newspapers and really add some more components that the uh, Orlando Business Journal brings to it, which I greatly respect. And, uh, you know, come to a community that uh, is, is an exciting community to come to. Uh, you know, it's, I've told everyone, you know, you think you know what you're going to get when you come to Orlando and Central Florida, and then there's so much more that you discover once you get here. And this is, you know, I'm doing that. I'm getting out and meeting the folks and discovering those, those great stories, those great businesses, uh, the great people that uh, call this place home, and it's, it's been very exciting. So for people that uh, are, have not read the Business Journal, and everybody should, uh, tell people, why should people read the Orlando Business Journal? You know, my, well, one of the things I want to do in my uh, job, in my role as uh, editor-in-chief, is to turn that question a little bit to be, so everyone asks, how can I not read the uh, Orlando Business Journal? How can I be successful, save money, make money, know what's uh, coming up on the uh, business horizon without paying attention to the Orlando Business Journal. And that's what my role is in getting out and meeting as many folks that I can uh, in many businesses as I can throughout the community. And that's, you know, all six counties that we consider as part of our coverage area. And being able to tell the stories and, and find out, you know, one of the things I've, I've gone and, and I've said this so often, it's become cliche to this point, but I, I like to go out and meet with the uh, business leaders and ask them, you know, what are, what are your concerns? What, what keeps you up at night? And then have us produce coverage that makes it easier for you to sleep. We want to... 
I got to follow up on that. Okay. All right. What um, <laughs> what what keeps people up at night? <laughs> what are you hearing? <laughs> you know, I, I think we're you know we want to. Everyone's concerned about you know certainly you know we just came out of a legislative session. What do all the changes that were put through the legislature? What will they mean for me, my community, my business, uh, the investments that I have? You know, what does all this un, you know unprecedented growth mean for me? You know, all these different people that are moving here. What does that mean for the real estate prices, the infrastructure? That's what everyone's concerned about. We want to be able to anticipate those concerns and produce coverage that addresses all of that before a decision is made. So that when it comes time for a vote or it comes time for, you know, a bidding process, you're made well aware of what's leading up to that. You have uh, enough uh, information to ask uh, informed questions before a decision is made and certainly be able to protect your interests. So you've been here five months now, four months? Um, right around that. Uh, right. Showed up in January. So yeah, <laughs> so, j uh, just shy of five months. Yep. So uh, what's your first impression? I, it's it's a, uh, you know, my, my impression, again, uh, you know, thinking you know what you're getting into when you come to Central Florida and discovering so much more. And, you know, so many people say this, and I've discovered it's, it's real. Um, Orlando, Central Florida is very much, probably the most uh, welcoming community I've, I've landed in. When I came from New York to uh, Dallas, uh, they did me no favors in announcing that our new editor's from New York, and, and I, I, I had the first two weeks, it's me spending, I'm not really from New York. <laughs> but, you know, and, and right off the bat, it was a very tough market to break into. Dallas is very old guard type of a community. Orlando, pretty much everyone's been in my shoes. You know, we are a community largely of transplants. We are a community that's built on opening our arms and welcoming people to it. And that extends to the business community. I really have not experienced the level of, um, you know, camaraderie and, and working together among businesses, often rival businesses, rival political uh, factions that work together for the, for the benefit of the community. And that, that is one of the things that we've discovered. I've, I've been in, involved in a number of different events, a number of uh, speaking engagements like this where I've had a chance to meet so many different people that are involved and vested in the community, vested in the success, not only of their business, but of the community at large. And that's, that's been an exciting thing to discover. What's the favorite story that you've ever covered? All of us that have been in this business have one or two that kind of stick out in mind. What's your favorite? Well, I, I've got about a dozen. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like time. choosing your favorite, favorite child. Um, I, I've been, been blessed, uh, you know, being in a career for 30 plus years, you know, the stories that, the biggest stories you always want to be a part of. I was uh, blessed to be uh, at the Gainesville Sun, a New York Times uh, company on 9-11. Uh, so I participated in the editing of the profiles that the New York Times produced that ended up winning the Pulitzer Prize. Um, I was there uh, standing in the newsroom at six o'clock in the morning in uh, November uh, 2020 uh, when, or not 2020, 2000, good gracious, it goes back that far, when, you know, we were waiting for uh, the election results to come in. We were one of the few papers that didn't have to pull back our, uh, our story to change the headline. Um, those are, are big stories. I, you know, being part of stories also in, in Gainesville that, you know, the big stories that uh, uh, uncover different things that are going on. I was part of the, uh, the, the team that responded, um, gosh, I can't remember when it happened, but when there was the big, big accident that involved a number of fatalities 
in Payne's Prairie that uh, was the result of a mixture of smoke and fog. And we, through our reporting, revealed that uh, the highway should have never been open during that time because the uh, highway patrol didn't take into account its own protocols and procedures and opened it and it was, you know, we were able to reveal that. I was in uh, uh, Louisiana um, you know, covering the uh, Gina 6. Um, my family's from Gina, so we, uh, we knew that community and we were able to do the stories that the other uh, media that had parachuted in did not do. And it, that was an exciting time to produce the story on the marches from my, uh, our, what we called our Gina Bureau, which was my parents' uh, living room. Uh, my, my dad was uh, making gumbo for us in the USA Today as we all filed our stories because it was a Gannett paper uh, from, from their living room. That was exciting. But even here, coming to uh, Orlando, um, I've already experienced one of the, you know, one of my favorite stories. Um, you know, one of the things, I, and I know we'll, we'll get to, you know, our coverage of uh, Disney and DeSantis, uh, you know, when the announcement was made that um, Disney was pulling out of the Lake Nona campus, we, we certainly scrambled, and that was an exciting uh, point. But I think what makes me most happy is the stories that we produced after that after everyone stopped paying attention where we produced the stories looking at, you know, pulling the deed, the deed of sale when uh, the, um, the land was sold from uh, Tavistock to uh, Disney, what was in there that uh, allowed Tavistock to have a uh, right of first refusal. Um, no one else had looked into that. We were able to, to do that. So I, I love us leaning into our market and pivoting to what makes the most sense for the business community. That's the kind of, you know, coverage that makes me most excited. You know, one of the things that is interesting about this, and you talked about the Nationals parachuting in, you know, Disney and the Lake Nona and what's going on there is, is being covered by every publication, every news media throughout the world. How do you compete against the New York Times and the Washington Post and BBC when they're coming in as doing this? How does the, 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 the business paper of a local community actually compete against those with just significant resources? I, I think the coverage of those big events starts in moments like this, where we are out in the community, we're building that sourcing, we're building that trust with our community. You know, one of the biggest reasons that we were able to scoop everyone on the Disney coverage is that we were at the uh, Reedy Creek uh, Improvement District board meetings long before it was in the headlines. We had already started building our trust and our rapport, not only with uh, folks at Disney, but those throughout the community, those who are involved in government, those who could respond very quickly. So we had already laid the, the groundwork for being able to, you know, respond in, in moments of crisis or moments where timeliness is most important. So yes, we were able to scoop everyone, but even on that, you know, and I'm, this extends throughout my career that I've learned, you know, the way that you, you beat the, the big, you know, the New York Times, the LA Times, uh, the, the uh, TV networks when they come to you, you know, when they parachute in and then leave, you continue to cover, you dig in, you do your homework, you look at the court records, you pull the sales deed. You know, when I was in Louisiana covering the Gina 6, and that was one that we, I mean, gosh, uh, we had the BBC visiting this small town in the middle of nowhere asking questions, and then they left. They didn't get the context right because they didn't look at the court records, interview everyone involved. That is so important to, uh, you know, again, to develop that trust if, you know, there's a difference or there's an importance in certainly being accurate by correctly capturing the nuance of the story. And that's something that we can only do by, by knowing our market, knowing our community. 
you know, one of the things that we're going to chat a little bit about relationships. Reporters love relationships. When we talk about Disney, one of my favorite experiences was I got to interview Michael Eisner, and there was two other publications, or two other people that were allowed to do that, which was CNN and AP. I'm the only one that got a scoop off of them. So that's the sort of thing that having those relationships build in. It's critical that if you want to be in the, if you want to get coverage, you want to, you even if you think that that being having a story written about you to to build those relationships with reporters. How essential is it, or what's the best way for somebody in this room to build a relationship with somebody on your staff or you personally? I, I think you know, reach out. Um, you know, I'm one of my, you know, my one of my primary roles as a editor is to make sure that I'm reaching out and going to events like this where I'm able to meet different members of the community and bring back additional sources. You know, one of my biggest uh, pursuits is to add to the number of sources that we have, add, you know, diversity to the sources, add different voices, because, you know, we want to grow with our market and we're not going to do so if we don't only talk to the same people. So, you know, I, you know, I will reach out to you, but absolutely, if you have something that you think is newsworthy, um, that you think would appeal to our readers, and our readers are, you know, the business leaders of Central uh, Florida, the ones who are making the decisions, the ones who are invested in the success of, uh, of our ventures. Um, if you have a story that you think involves um, our readers, uh, would be of interest to our readers, uh, something that is interesting involving your business or, or your friend's business, reach out. You know, I'm a big proponent of not saying no for someone else. Don't say no for us. If you think it might be a story, let me know. And at the very least, I can use you as a source for additional coverage that we do. We also, you know, one of the great things about working at the Orlando Business Journal is that we don't just do stories. We produce events. We produce roundtable discussions. I'm always looking for additional panelists so that we're not tapping the same people all the time. Um, you know, I would love to meet you and be able to hear more about your business so that we can consider you for some of those opportunities as well. So I, I think that the biggest thing is, is reach out. You know, all of our information is available on our website, um, and that information is available free whether you subscribe or not. You can get to it very quickly. And, you know, call us, email us. Uh, if you see us at an event like this, stop us. So... Press 101, we've got a lot of small businesses maybe think, well, I can't compete against uh, Disney in, in getting coverage. How do they compete against uh, Disney getting coverage? I, I, you know, we want to tell good stories that reflect the complexity, the entirety of our community. And our community is not just Disney. It's so much more. As I, you know, again, I have shared, I, you think it's all Disney. And then you get here and discover there's a lot going on. There's a lot of in innovation. There's a lot of growth. There's a lot of people working behind the scenes making a lot of this possible. And we want to capture that. Um, you know, Disney is not the only story that does well for us. We have so many good stories that we do involving people doing great things. You know, one of the really key things I learned quickly in talking to other editors in American City Business Journals is that, you know, we think, you know, you, you think when you're coming to a business journal, it all has to be somewhat dry and a little bit of, you know, all very much in the numbers. It doesn't. Great stories are great stories, no matter how you tell them. You know, we're going to tell them through the lens of a, you know, that is most pertinent for our market, the uh, business community. But we want to tell great stories about what is going on that great, you know, people that are doing that also, you know, lead toward, toward the decisions, the growth, everything that is on the horizon that we want to be able to capture before it gets here. What's the biggest mistake somebody could make? Um, 
and I'm glad you asked that. The biggest mistake, <laughs> you know, you know, I think the biggest mistake that that people make is that they don't talk to us. They think that oh, you know, there's a big story that is developing, and it involves your community, your business. Uh, you have a part in it, and you think that by not talking to us, the story is not going to happen. It's going to happen, but what's going to happen is that it's going to be out of balance. It's not going to capture that, that nuance that would be brought to it if you were involved. So I would say, you know, be available to us when we uh, call to ask questions. You don't have to, you know, if something you, we ask makes you uncomfortable, you don't have to, uh, you know, answer what you want to answer. Um, but don't think that, um, that by not talking to us or that by not answering our questions that the story is going to go away. It just, it's going to pivot in a different way. And oftentimes not having a part in it, you're not, you know, you're not going to be involved. You're not going to be able to have your side of the story captured. And we really want to be able to capture all sides of the story. Just to let you know, we will have time for a few questions at the end. So start thinking of it. If you have a question, just want to look around the room, kind of make sure that you catch my eye, and we'll uh, we'll go ahead and, and, and ask some of those questions. So, um, you know, one of the, I think you and I have talked a little bit about your wanting, you know, you mentioned six county areas. Oftentimes, us in Seminole County look and see a lot of folks just focused on downtown Orlando and kind of ignoring the the huge business stories that I know our guys over at Economic Development are are, are we talk about all the time here in Seminole County. What does the regional coverage of OBJ look like in your mind, other than just the the, the one time special edition that you do? Yeah, and that. That is, again, you know, what we want to do more than just the doing business in Seminole County edition. We want to have more of those stories throughout because there, again, our community involves a lot of the stuff that's going on in Seminole County. You know, a lot of the growth is coming this way. A lot of the infrastructure is, is involved here. You know, the decision making that is taking place here, the employment that is building here impacts our, our community throughout. So we want to be able to capture that. Um, you know, I'm going to be uh, making greater efforts. Our reporters are, and other editors are going to be making greater efforts to get out into uh, Seminole County through events like this, through opportunities like this. We, uh, you know, and if you have information, you know, you have press releases, you you know of something going on, you know, reach out. That's that's another thing that I'm you know wanting everyone here to know is that we want to hear from you. You know, it, it is. We want to be able to capture all six counties, but we also are mindful of the limitations of our resources and the numbers of reporters we have. We can't be everywhere at once, so we do have to make these outreaches like this, saying, hey, let us know if something's going on, and we will do our best to capture it in the best way we can. Um, and, and oftentimes that will involve include, you know, being included in stories that have a broader interest across the community being included as panelists when we do uh, uh, roundtable discussions, uh, you know, and sometimes even being included on background where you point us in the right direction, but you're not necessarily part of the story. We need that as well. We just need to know what is, again, keeping people awake in Seminole County, and then let us go tell the stories that make it easier to sleep. So we, uh, we have a couple of friends of mine in my audience that are similar uh, similar to what I do and Laura Richardson and Muffin Robinson back there. Um, I think all of us will tell you that the state of the media today is, as a whole is a lot different than, yeah, I know, I know well, I, I was a reporter before social media, so uh, yeah, I'm a dinosaur. Um, so, but how is the state of the media today? How would you describe it? It's changed a lot over your time. Um, 
what is the state in your opinion as a kind of a broader question? I, you know, it, we are definitely in a continued state of disruption in uh, the media. And um, I will go back and, and say I'm, I'm very much a dinosaur too. When I started my first job in uh, journalism, the internet really wasn't a thing. Uh, <laughs> it, and I don't think that they an anticipated how much of a thing it would be. And, you know, we're still, when I say we're in a state of disruption, we're still trying to make up for bad decisions that were made 30 years ago. Um, and not anticipating how much of a change the internet would be. So, you know, there, there it is in a continued state of disruption. You know, newspapers, uh, through fault of their own and fault that is not their own, are in, you know, difficult uh, straits. That is one of the real benefits that brought me to the uh, Orlando Business Journal is that we very much uh, take a, an approach where we're you know, focused on that very niche market where we know our market, we know our community, we know our readers, uh, the business leaders, and we tell stories that are within that niche and, and don't try to get caught up in the other noise. You know, that's, I think, a mistake so much of the other media have made is that they, you know, got caught in the noise and some of the lines may have been blurred and they're now paying the cost for that. Uh, we, we certainly lean into being able to to know our market, uh, to, uh, to be able to tell those stories that are most relevant and valuable for our market. Um, but, you know, I, I think, yes, the state of the media is in a state of disruption, but the need for accurate, relevant, timely information on what is happening in your community has never been greater. And the need for that information is never going to go away. You know, as much as, you know, the Internet continues to uh, blossom and as much as, you know, traditional media tends to, um, you know, for lack of a better word, shrink. There's still that need for uh, accurate information so that you know what's going on in your community. And that accurate information is most often going to come best through a professional journalist like the ones we have working for us at the Orlando Business Journal. So I, I think we'll continue to, uh, to lean into that need and, you know, we'll follow the medium wherever it takes us, but, uh, you know, staying within the confines of what our, our market is. It was interesting because I was at the Business Journal when we launched the internet, the website, and one of the things I know, like I said, we're, we're really dating myself now. Uh, Rebecca's laughing at me over here too. Uh, but one of the interesting things about it was that our our chairman at the time, who was came over from Dow Jones, um, decided that we needed to wait on the internet um, to see how people failed first, and that's one of the reasons why the Business Journal actually is one of the few that you can see a interesting kind of dual tracks on your internet to where you have paid content, but you also have free content that goes away on this. But also that you give away that, that's kind of that leader into that. But one of the things that the internet has helped you do, because when I wrote a story, I had no idea how many people read it. Um, you know, I, I assumed people read it. I, well, I'd like to think they did. Um, but now you can, you can tell in real time how what, what people are reading, what the popularity is of a story. What are two or three of the most popular stories you've seen as far as the number count reading, and how does technology help you with your job? Yeah, um, well, and that's, that's a great point. You know, we, we talk about the, the changes in the media, um, but, you know, there's never been a time before in which more people are reading the Orlando Business Journal than now. It is through that uh, the internet and our reach through the internet that we're able to reach much more people. You know, I've I've seen a a heat map showing where people subscribe, and it's all over the state. 
you know, that wouldn't have been possible back in, you know, when we were limited just to the, uh, the print cycle. Um, but as far as the stories that, uh, that do the best for us, um, you know, I think, this, again, to go back to our coverage of, uh, of Disney, certainly, you know, that, that first story, that big breaking story does well. But the stories that were, where we really lean into taking into account our mission and preparing our market for the decisions and the impact of the decisions that have been made, those are the ones that do the best. You know, we look at, you know, when, that, when the announcement was made that uh, Disney had filed suit uh, um, against uh, the state of Florida, that was what all the other media led with. That's not what we led with. What we led with is the impact that was going to have on the businesses in the Reedy Creek Improvement District, where in that same meeting it was announced that they were gonna raise taxes on those businesses to pay for the legal fight that they were now involved in. That's us, again, and knowing our market and being very mindful, even amidst you know, coverage that is, uh, everyone else is picking up, you know, we're, we're always going to try to find that, that, that gem, that value that can only be obtained through the Orlando Business Journal, and that's the approach we're gonna take to all of our coverage, is finding a way to you know, not swim in the same waters as everyone else, but to be able to very quickly demonstrate for our readers the value that we bring and information you will only get through us. Do we have any questions? Herman? And I'll have to repeat your question, because we are taping this, and if you get, just didn't get enough of, of us talking, you can listen to it on a podcast, too. So the, the question, just so we repeat it for the podcast, was how do, you, how do you see the impact of AI on journalism? One of the things that was interesting, I, there was a program last night on BBC about with uh, Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein, where they actually provided their bio written by chat, Chatbot, and, um, and, and they, they kind of tore it apart. So uh, how is this advent of AI, the new writing tools, all the other things going to affect journalism, do you think? Um, I it's, it's scary. <laughs> I, you know, I, again, when we start talking about the accuracy we bring in our coverage and that accuracy being largely defined by whether we capture the nuance or not, chat GPT is not going to capture the nuance. Chat GPT is not going to be at these different events like this to where we know our readers, we know our market. So, you know, we're going to continue to lean into meeting everyone as much as we can, the expertise we bring, through knowing, knowing our market, knowing what matters, uh, knowing what uh, is most relevant, most timely. Um, you know, I, I don't have all the answers for um, what AI is going to eventually bring, um, but we are right now, I can tell you, taking very much a, um, you know, standoff approach, a hands-length approach on it. We don't want to, uh, we, we don't want to get anything wrong, and we certainly don't want to, um, you know, outsource our expertise, outsource the, uh, the intimate knowledge that we bring in our coverage of the market to some, you know, a, a tool that doesn't have that connection and doesn't have the appreciation for what it is that we're wanting to accomplish and being able to inform our community. That was one of the things Woodward said was ChatGPT can never go knock on the door. They just can't be at these events. They can't get that kind of nuance that you get from individuals in person. Buffett, you had a question? You're welcome. So the, the question deals with nonprofits. I know we've got several out here. If you're, if you're a, on the staff or a part of a nonprofit, can you stand for a minute real quick? Sure. 
it's a it's a major it's a major industry that may not get a lot of coverage. Um, talk about the coverage of nonprofits. How can you know? I, I give talks on cause marketing where there's a lot of you know there's there's a nonprofit for everybody. Um, but talk about the coverage of nonprofits. And in the past, it's one of the things the Business Journal has looked at. Is there something that maybe these folks could use to talk to you more about it? Yeah. Um I, I agree with you. Uh, coverage of nonprofits is coverage of uh, small businesses, a coverage of the involvement of our business leaders. Um, you know, as I started off uh, the discussion, our community is a giving, is a, co a collaborative community, and that nonprofits often involve a, lo a lot of money, a lot of involvement of our business leaders. So we, right off the bat, we have a vested interest in the coverage and, and knowledge of what's going on with our nonprofits. But, you know, one of the real light bulb moments for me in, in realizing how different my career and job is now that I'm with the Orlando Business Journal versus newspapers was the very first community impact uh, roundtable discussion I participated in, which was probably three weeks after I arrived at, uh, at the job. And the topic of the discussion was affordable housing, which, you know, affordable housing impacts us in so many ways you know, as we're trying to grow our businesses, as more people are moving here, you know, we want to remain competitive and we can't grow our businesses if we can't lure employees to come here because so that they can afford to live here. We had nonprofits involved in that discussion. We had nonprofits that continued to uh, be part of that coverage. But the great light bulb moment for me when I sat in on that is the realization that you know, when I was at a newspaper, I would wait for someone else to bring the nonprofits together and then we would go cover it, and then we would go back, write the story, and we'd move on. This was different in that we brought the nonprofits and the others that were involved in the discussion who had ideas toward a solution to the table. That was orchestrated by the Orlando Business Journal. We had the discussion, we covered the discussion in, a in an addition, and we're continuing to go back and see are all those solutions that we discussed coming to fruition? If not, what's standing in the way? So I, I think as we look at what kind of coverage we can continue to bring to the nonprofits, it's revealing what stands in the way, revealing where the business community still has opportunities to participate, to you know, collaborate, to anticipate what lies ahead, and being able to capture that. And that's definitely making sure that we're out at events like this where we at least you know, meet you, uh, share business cards, uh, and, and make the, um, you know, the introduction so that you know that you have someone that you can reach out to if something's going on that you think is newsworthy, let us know and we'll find ways to involve it. We got time for one more. Is there one more question in the audience? Go ahead. So the question is, what is the, what, what, what's your breakdown as far as just the numbers type of stories to more of a, a personable kind of behind? Yeah, well, I, again, you know, going back to uh, what, our, what our goal is to produce uh, valuable Im information that you can't get anywhere else, a lot of that is going to be the numbers. The data that we pr produce through our lists and certainly our, our end-of-year book of lists, you can't get anywhere else. No one else is compiling that data. But that's, you know, think of that as the foundation of, of our, our building. The stories that we tell, that's the drywall. That's the rooms taking shape. That, that we are able to produce. And we're interested in pro, you know, producing good stories. And, and you know, when I say good stories, that doesn't necessarily mean good news, but stories that 
you know, involve our community that are told in a way that involves so many different people that it is a very accurate, nuanced story. And we absolutely are very interested in, in capturing the wellness of our um, business community, the challenges that are faced by our business community, the possible solutions to those challenges, the people that are involved either at the front of the, um, the line and you know, announcing the decisions or behind the scenes that are helping shape those decisions. Those, that's what we're wanting to capture. That's the nuance of that coverage I keep coming back to that we need to be able to uh, tell. And that's not in numbers alone. That's meeting people, making those introductions, continuing to follow up in coverage that you know when we do the story when you first start off as a business that we're coming back to you to see how you're doing later and see what challenges you've discovered that maybe you didn't anticipate when you first opened up and then finding again more people that are involved in the solutions to you know lessening some of those challenges so before we close up there's one other person we need to introduce that's the new publisher of the business journal she uh, obviously she's been in this part of this community Anne Marie has been a part of this community for a long time stand up for her just a minute just so we can make sure she's newer to the role than you are um, you come here your boss quits and you got a new boss congratulations uh, but Anne Marie is going to be wonderful uh, get to know these folks uh, they're, they're, they're wanting to get to know you um, they'll be around here for a little bit afterwards for you to talk to, communicate. Let's uh, give a nice round of applause for Sean and Anne. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Seminole County Chamber, please visit SeminoleBusiness.org or check us out on our social media at Seminole County Chamber.